Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, I'm Alex Sid, and you're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. you haven't heard this music podcast season three episode one happy new year to one and all this is a podcast about lesser known music by lesser known artists that we believe is as good if not better than that in the mainstream as always if you're a regular listener you will know that this is a podcast of different sections and different parts and we have our different parts that we go through the first part being the head-to-head where neil wayne and i we bring us a lesser known song by a lesser known artist then we go against each other as it were in a sense in a way we're not really a competition but it is and it isn't you'll get it and our guest for the evening he will decide which is is his favorite song and then we have the i'm not doing this right am i wayne do how i want and then we have our hidden masterpiece section our Hidden Masterpiece is brought by our special guest of the evening, and that is a piece of music by a lesser, well, no, by, by a famous artist, but it's a lesser known piece of work, maybe a B-side, maybe an album track, maybe just something they were spitting in the car one day and somebody managed to record it, who knows. Then we have our next section, which would have been the Forgotten Classic, however, we've ditched it. We forgot not, about it. We're not doing it anymore. Podcast is getting too long, so we stripped it down, so we're not doing that now. We're moving straight onto the genre challenge, and the genre challenge this week is Synthwave, which has been bought by me. Then we have our artist spotlight. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And, and who the artist spotlight, and this week's artist spotlight. Our artist spotlight. Our artist spotlight this week is Alex Sid. Hello, Alex Sid. How are you? Hello, guys. I'm very well, thank you. Good, good, good. How Thank you? you for joining us. Good, good, good. Thank you. Also on the show with me, sat with me, next to me, to my right, I have Wayne. Hello, Wayne. He's got round to us finally. Hello, everybody. And to my left, I have Neil. Hi. Good, good, good. So, yes, that is the show. That is the podcast. That is what we do. That is how it's going to go forth. We are going to move straight. Have we got any news, Wayne? Got any news? <clears throat> no news. Just like and subscribe and all that jazz. Anybody got any New Year's resolutions since it's New Year? Make this podcast even better. No. But no. Have my, you? Mine's to stop fucking swearing. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going? Not very well. Fucking and brilliantly. Right. Okay. <laughs> So, shall we move swiftly on to our first section yes. then? Have you got any New Year's resolutions, yes. Ali? My resolution this year is to release this album that I've been recording for a while now. You've been ages, releasing it in Gypsum Jabs, haven't you? 
I have. It's like, uh, uh, what is it? It's like you want to have a bath and you start uh, filling the bathtub like with little drops of water <laughs> every hour. So it takes yeah. about a lifetime to have a bath. Mm. But uh, yes. <laughs> Sounds like me. I've got a gammy hot tap. I love the fact he's that it's a, a brand new hot, year. He's got a broken hot tap. In fact, not many people around the world would understand a hot tap because there's only the British that have two separate taps or faucets. Everybody, everybody else in the world has just one faucet connected to both. Well, yes, yeah, it's, it's mixer, but the hot water doesn't oh, come out very fast. Is it? Anyway, that was random. New Year, same shit. Yeah, right. Okay, so we're what you come to expect from me. Yeah, exactly. Right, we're moving on. We're moving on, people. We're first moving on round. to our first round. Head to head. Doggy to doggy. Okay, so yes, season three, episode one. Head yeah. to head. Uh, Wayne won the last season, so he should Wayne go first. Wayne won the last season, so yeah, you can go first, Wayne, yes, if you yeah. like. Yes, I, I shall go first as I am two season victorious champion, FYI. Bastard. Okay. <laughs> right, so we're gonna we're gonna crack on we're gonna bring my song first. So my song is by an artist called King Anne and it's her song Rewind. So enjoy.
Right, so that was King Anne with her song okay. Rewind. This is a song that nice. I I found last July, and it took me till this long to, to bring it. Absolutely love her work. I was going to bring a song of hers called Sunshine, and then found Rewind and just fell in love with it. A bit of background on King Anne. Excuse me, she's got 204 monthly listens on Spotify. She sent me a great background email, absolutely loved it. It was informative and quite funny. She said she's been recording music since Windows 97. She grew up with a variety of influences, including Spanish and French from her parents, rap from her brothers, and oldies from her older brother. And then she found UK music in her teens and fell in love with it. She says her phone was full of voice clips and voice notes and lyrics and in 2017 she realised that if anything happened to her nobody would ever hear them so she decided to record them and the vocals for a EP all bar one song were recorded on her phone and then mixed into the rest of it which is fantastic you know, you know. so the vocals but, on her phone yeah the vocal was recorded on her phone so yeah. the microphone on the phone yeah um, that is quite <clears> impressive I absolutely love wow. The take of this modern love story. It's a, it's a it's a never getting together story, isn't it? I absolutely love it. I think it's smooth, it's sultry, it's got great lyrics. It's got a brilliant mix of hip hop with trap and R and B. She a vocal reminds me of Estelle. Remember Estelle? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I was going to bring sunshine, but I brought this instead. So Neil, let's go with you first. Very very nice. Very smooth. I didn't quite know what to make of this at first. It, I found it very very relaxing, <laughs> hypnotic. It, it put me to sleep, but in a good way. It's the sort of thing that, you know, sort of thing you want to listen to after a hard day where absolutely everything's gone wrong and you just want to chill chill out and sit back and it just it washes over you in waves. Nice. I, I, I enjoyed it immensely. Cool. Alex, what do you think? Um, I really liked the atmosphere that it gave. Uh, it has kind of a nice, positive vibe, very soothing atmospheric like you said hypnotic i really liked her voice what she does with the melodies she used i'm uh, surprised that this is was recorded on the phone uh, i would like to know how you know how <laughs> it sounds it sounds good from here i liked it very much uh rich what did you think it's fucking awful no i'm joking <laughs> no it was um i i liked her a lot. I liked her vocals. She's she reminded me of uh, Leanne ha- Le Havas, is it? Oh, I don't know. And a bit Macy Grayish. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the accompanying music. I'm guessing she's self-produced. I didn't like the beat. It just sounded too clicky. It just sounded too. She's got such a beautiful voice, and I felt like some more organic sounds would have been would have accompanied her better like some nice organic strings and a proper drum beat not an overpowering drum beat but a proper drum beat I, I, I feel I feel that the sound that was behind her beautiful voice cheapened her, her sound a bit personally it's like you said it sounds a bit hip hop and trap I don't think it was meant to though you've got hip hop beats because it just sounds processed and she's got such a you know I don't I just feel like a song was nice a nice beautiful song I just felt like it was cheapened by the the backing. So I really liked it. I really like the backing. Mm. It's one thing, you know, the 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 brilliant use of um, keyboard in there. You know, I did like the. Mm. Um, it's sort like of, a, it's like not piano. It was like a sort of chimes. Yeah, yeah. I like. I, I, I did. Yeah, I did yeah. like. I did like yeah. the chimes. However, I think her sound, her voice would have sounded better over an organic piano. Maybe mm. I, I think it's. I think it's brilliant. It, it wouldn't have been the same song. Though. I've been looking forward to bringing this song along for a long time. Oh. 
Oh, I think everything in it worked. Mm-hmm. I think I think the the, the keyboards uh, give it a, a very specific vibe. If it was uh, played on the piano, it would have been uh, straight. It would have been completely different because of the the way that the keyboards uh, create this pad underneath yeah. her voice. I, I think on a piano, it would have sounded ordinary. Yeah, you would have lost that that's thing true. that set it apart. Maybe, maybe, but that's just my opinion. Right, let's move on then. Let's move on then. Who's <coughs> next? Who's yeah. next? Yeah, Me you, you next. came second. Yeah. Okay, so I am bringing a band called Parts Per Million, and I don't know the name of their song. Parts Per Million and No More Days. Days. Yeah. So yes, I'm bringing No More, no More Days by Parts Per Million.
Okay, so that was parts per million with no more days. That was my choice. They are a band from Boston. That is all I know. There wasn't much on them. Tracy George from Tag Publicity sent me their song. This, for me, is grunge at its finest. I love this. Uh, it takes me back to when, you know, back in the day. It, it is it is an old sound now, I think. Uh, it reminds me of DC Talk Supernatural album. It reminds me a bit of Creed. I just to show... I wasn't sure at the start. It started kind of abruptly without any intro, but and I wasn't sure about his voice when I first heard it. But then when he starts bringing it all in and bringing it up, it just all seems to work perfectly. So hooky, so catchy. Um, musically brilliant. The drummer is doing some fantastic, wonderful things in there that I enjoyed. Just loved it. Loved it a lot. Loved it a lot, Wayne. Did you love it a lot? Or not? It's all right. Neil? <laughs> That's why I ain't got any more to ask. I, well, I was really surprised you brought this. Okay. And I feel if I'd have brought this, I'd have got a load of shit from you for it. No, this is <laughs> No, I, I, I do. I, got a, I've, I, I have this feeling if I'd have brought it, it'd have been, oh, I don't like that fucking sound that you always bring. Fucking and, 90s yeah, grunge shit. All that. This is post-grunge, by the way. This isn't grunge. This yeah. is post-grunge. It's well fucking right after Nirvana and Soundgarden and all that. Mm. This is nowhere near that. My first note was... Apart from that, you really surprised you brought this and you would have given me shit. Is it has a mid uh, mid two thousand sounds with a nineties indie indie vibe, kind of like Nickelback and Travis doing a mad insane mix up. Oh, I wasn't getting that. Do you you understand what I meant by you understand Neil, but what I meant by DC Talk Supernatural? Album? Yes, I mean I, I was trying to think what uh, what it reminded me of, and I think it was something in our Christian back catalogue. Me, yeah. me and Rich used to used oh, to. Oh, we used to, to be God botherers back yeah, in the day. We, we used to listen to a lot of uh, Christian rock bands, and, and then we saw the light and took uh, drugs the, instead. The, the, yeah, the sound, the sound did did remind me of something like that. Uh, I couldn't put a finger on exactly which band. I was definitely getting a bit of Creed from it. It was interesting. Well, it's funny you should say because then my next note was it's a song that reminds me of many other bands and many other songs. So I've wrote down like Alter Bridge, Thirty Seconds of Mars. I couldn't pigeonhole it though. <clears throat> it's, it's stealing it's, from. It's not like stealing, an era. Borrowing from it's different. It's not ones. original in any sense of the word. However, it's well done. I think very well done. It's got something like you say. Interesting thing. I've, I've wrote down here. There's a there's a band I absolutely love called Sparta, and they do some really nice things with drums. And that's it. Reminded me of their album, uh, Wiretap Scars, which is brilliant. Um, criticisms. It's overlong. It's well. It's far too long. I would I would agree with that usually, but because they break it up into it usually. I think it needs it, that last chorus when you know in August quiet and the power. If, comes if back it was in. all the same, like a lot of rock bands do, it's like oh your, your verse and your chorus is the same all the way through. Then fair enough, but they split it up and change it all the way through, and I, I think that makes that justifies it being as long as what it is. And for enough, going back to what you were saying about King Gun, I have the same thing about it. Uh, the opposite of this, I think this is too polished as well. You know, too polished. Yeah, yeah it's not grungy enough. Y- yeah, it's, it sounds <laughs> yeah. it sounds too polished. It's just like like you said, it's not to my taste. It is a well crafted song, and as you said, it's memorable as but well. But again, them trying to keep it real and today, and, you know, it's not, they're not they're, they're not trying to be the nineties or two thousands grunge from then. Them trying to keep it alive today and make it relevant make today. It, yeah, so, trying to yeah. make it contemporary for today. Mm-hmm. If you have told me that uh, it was a, a track from back then, I would have believed you. Completely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Completely. I, I I thought it was a very well. You know, very well put together song, and technically everybody was uh, great. The vocals great, everything's great. But it just, I was as soon as you st- you pressed play, I thought this is like '90s grunge. Is like <laughs> it, it just 
completely took me back and I have to admit I never I never went uh, into that uh, sort of music uh, rabbit hole although <laughs> I was never a fan of Bob some like Pearl Jam there's influences of Pearl Jam in there I think as well yeah I liked Pearl Jam when I, you know, back then, but uh, uh, that was probably about it. That was uh, <laughs> the only grand band. Ah, Alice in Chains as well. I, mm. uh, some of it, uh, yeah. of course. There's some very good bands and musicians, and of course, of course. And, uh, I yeah. hate it when the guest says "but" because you know you've lost. <laughs> it's good, but <laughs> ah, shit. Oh no! Oh, I shouldn't have put. <laughs> well, I have given that opinion. Go on, sorry, Neil. Sorry, I've just interjected into Wayne's a bit, <clears> but. Uh, I mean, the things that it impacted me, I, I loved it, but the things that impacted me were it was dark, so it ticked a box for me, and it had a very powerful vocal, which ticked another box for me. Plus, you know, I, I love all that 90s shit. So, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I, re I really, really enjoyed Bum it. off it up to the highest order. I do, yes. It was, I, I didn't think when... Um, see, I didn't get that thing about you being surprised that Rich brought it. It sounded... To me, it sounded a bit like uh, some of the stuff that you you've been renowned for bringing, Rich. Really, like uh, what was that one about the bloke? Uh, the bloke who's um, you brought a head to head once about the guy you somebody broke into his house and he was trying to. Oh, um... to, to, I can't remember what it was called now. Yeah, you, know, you know the song. I'm thinking I could picture the video, but it it kind of sounded like that with a grunge element. Mm. That's what I thought. Or. Or even the Dead South with a grunge element, you know, it's like, it's that sort of like rockabilly, not rockabilly, but sort of dark rockabilly stuff that you sometimes go for, but with a grunge element. Yeah. That's, that's what I was getting from it. Yeah, I can't think what what his name is, uh, but yes. But, but my, my point is, it sounds like a lot of stuff that you've brought in the past, but with a grunge element, element over the to top it. Of it. That, that's what I was getting from it. Mm. So yeah, there you go then, that was me, that was what I brought. We'll move on to Neil. Okay. So the song I've brought is a um, it's by a solo artist who goes by the name of Minutes to Midnight and the song is Love Field. <laughs> Show my strength 
The limo, the bikes, the petals, the signs She's waving The flowers, the dress, the runner, the press He's waving Somewhere, somehow Somewhere, somehow, the moment is right to stand still, to stand still. That was the police department. This is Crimson saying they have not received a confirmed report. And now we'll put you to the downtown area of Dallas. Here is the latest unconfirmed report we have. We must have the business unconfirmed. Governor Connolly and the president have been wounded against the Okay, so that was uh, Minutes to Midnight with Love Field, one of the submissions that were sent to us recently. I have to say, I think the quality of the submissions that we've had this year has been absolutely amazing. I said to, to Richard Wayne on a message the other night, and everybody just seems to have stepped things up a gear. But yeah, this this got my attention. It, it's part of a, this, this was the track that was actually submitted to us, but it was also explained in the email that we got. It's part of a concept album. It's a debut album for Minutes to Midnight. He's got a lot of experience working with other artists, arranging, co mixing, writing, all the rest of it. But he decided to tell a very personal story in the media of a concept album. The album is called After 1989, A Trip to Freedom. And basically, the deal with it is, that the concept is that he's a kind of a family meal and his grandfather basically randomly started telling a story about how he was... Um, in d- the crowd that day. In Nazi Germany, he was sent to the... Sachsenhausen concentration camp and spent four years there. I did not and get was, that. was eventually released. He was a shoemaker, befriended one of the guards and basically helped him escape. And, and I think I think Is this, it a true story? Yeah, yeah, this this, this guy went to midnight. This is he had no idea that he had this fam- family history. So he began to reflect on that and basically started reflecting on all the atrocities that have been committed ever since. And and, and finally went on this personal jur- journey where he actually visited the uh, the concentration camp. 
Uh, and the album basically charts. It's, it starts off the first track is his grandfather telling the story, and then we go back in time to it actually happening. And we go through all the events up to the present day, which leads us through the Cuban Missile Crisis, JFK, which this song was about, the assassination of JFK, culminating with with minutes to midnight actually taking a personal pilgrimage to visit the concentration camp. So, yeah, it really impacted me. And I, I listened to the entire album, which is something I rarely do with these submissions, and the whole album was just... Just blew me away, to be perfectly honest. I'd actually say there's probably better songs on the album than this, but, but this is the one he submitted to us, and there are elements of this that I really liked. I like the way it was interspersed with news footage. If I had to make one criticism, I'd say probably the news footage at the start goes on a little bit too long. It's kind of like you, you kind of think, is, is a song eventually going to kick in? But when he does, it's it, it's a beautifully crafted song with some great instrumentation. And it, it's one of those where, just when you're thinking, it gets to a point where it, 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 it's getting a bit repetitive, and I kind of think, it needs something to kick in now and then that bass line slaps yeah. it and it's like whoa that's just what this song needed now um so yeah I, I liked it a lot so let's go to alex first what did you think alex i really liked this song actually it reminded me of my time that i used to listen to pink floyd a lot in my 20s i used to listen to like just pink floyd i think i went through two years phase and took me back there and uh, i love the sound of just add there the alex i'm a huge pink floyd fan possibly my favorite band <laughs> Listening to Pink Floyd for 45 years and he's only 40. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, carry on. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean. I really like when something like this happens that the, the music carries a story and uh, I don't know this whole depth that it gives the story gives to the music the 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 is it radio sounds is it uh, you said it's TV uh, clips isn't it yeah the radio like, footage from yeah. from the motorcade when JFK was killed by Lee Oswald yeah I mean when you know I mean obviously that's probably the you know the first time you've heard it it's like but when 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 you when you know what the song's about, it's like it, it makes perfect sense. It all it all flows so nicely. Yeah, I I love the bass, the groove, the voice. Yeah, really nice. I was worried in the beginning when you said minutes to midnight. I thought it reminded me of this Iron Maiden. Oh, track. two minutes to midnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought, wow, what's gonna what is that gonna be? Um, <laughs> and then very pleasantly surprised. Cool. Wayne. The minutes to midnight reference. I don't know if you know those reference to the Cuban Missile Crisis. It is, yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's a doomsday clock, isn't yeah, it? We yeah, we're two minutes to midnight. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is exactly what I'd expect you to bring now, Neil. You know, um, cheeky. Yeah, I'm not sold on the whole, and I'm going to use this word very sparingly. So don't go off at me if if it's used wrongly. I'm not sold on the whole exploitation of using JFK. As, as a way to promote your song. And I'm not really sure what the song is really about. Is it time travelling? Is that what it's... Is, somehow I find myself here in Love Field. Well, I got it from what Neil said. He, he, he start, it's his granddad's story. You've got to listen to it in context of the he's album, tell, He's really. telling it from the beginning and it's uh, going all the way through to, to where he is now and to what we've been through and everything, isn't he? It's charting a load of human... Uh, I mean, this song... crises and atrocities. Yeah, this song... As I say, the difficult difficulty with a concept album, this is a very Pink Floyd thing, it's very difficult to take a song out of a concept album yeah. and appreciate it for what it is. It, 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 it's hard. Fair enough. I like I like bits of it, and there's some bits that don't work for me as well. I thought the intro, the intro was one of the most interesting things about it, I thought, with that um, like tremoloed um, reverb guitar. I really enjoyed that. I did like the use of the radio description, but with the song I found it a little bit confusing. And like you say, if, it's, if that's the reason why. I, I feel like there's there's better examples of this out there. 
One being public service broadcasting. If you're familiar with those guys, they did two. They did. They've done two concept albums. One of them being, um, I think it's called the the Race for Space. And the other one being Every Valley, which is about the closure of Welsh mines. Those guys used clips in their songs all the time, and it works because they use that as a medium to to storytell. Whereas I found this very conflicted. I was a bit unsure what the hell was going on. But like I say, there's bits in it I really like, and there's bits in it that don't really do it for me. But yeah, it's very interesting, and I, I would take a listen to the album so I can get it in context. It, it is worth, well worth a listen. This was a five-listen song for me. This is, I, did, I, I didn't like it. I didn't didn't like it for, and I, I, at all when I first listened to it. And then by the fifth listen, I started to enjoy it. And by the seventh listen, I was intrigued and I wanted to know what it was about. And that's the that's the thing with this type of song. You can't take the song on its own and judge this song you need to stick it back in the album and you need to look at you need to listen like Neil said you need to listen to the album it's it's kind of like a it's part of a it's like it's like you're sitting down watching the you know five minutes ten minutes of a fil- the film you take ten minutes out of a film and judge the film based on that ten minutes you, you can't you can't do that you need to watch the whole film you need to listen to the whole album uh, I did like I did like the song that bass when it came in. Oh, that was the highlight of the song for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm a bass yeah. player, so I'm biased, but uh, I, I love it. But uh, see, and even after you've explained it, I still don't get it, but I think I will get it if I listen to it again, now that I know, if you know what I mean. So if I listen to it now, after what you've said, I'll get it. Yeah, I'll be interested to listen to the whole album. The, the album really is his take on the human condition from 1945 onwards, which See, sounds yeah. very arty, but I liked it. So there you go, Alex. That is the three songs that we have brought. That is what we've listened to. It is down to you now to choose which you preferred. Is it Now is the time. Now is the, now time, is Alex. the time, Now is the time. Is it two minutes to midnight? okay well i have to say the third one was my my favorite out of the three the minutes to midnight it uh what is it it's closer to what i've uh, grown up uh, with and uh and my tastes uh, uh, although i do appreciate the the other two tracks uh uh, that one was uh, the one that uh, grabbed my attention more awesome Congratulations, Neil. So for the Thank first time ever, I am in the lead. This won't last. <laughs> it fucking is, isn't it? <laughs> this won't last, right? Why not? Oh, wow. And again, I want to emphasise the fact that this is not a competition. What I've the way the way, I, way the way I'm looking at this now is what I'm, it is a competition. But for me, it's I know who my guest is. I've listened to his music. I've got. Thousands of songs in in sent to me. I've got to find a song that I think, out of all those submissions, I like, and he's going to like better than what you're going to bring. And this week I failed. <laughs> <laughs> I See, I didn't even. I don't even play that game. I do now. I I've didn't, never, but I do I've now. You've always played that game, Richard. Admitted. <laughs> No, I'll stop. Backfires on him so many times, though. I want to bring this country song for a country artist. Just goes, you, like uh, to be fair, Rich, you've never actually bought a, a song by the uh, guest that we've had on the show. Which, that's right. <laughs> which I almost did once. Yes, that's what me bringing Spinner today. <laughs> anyway. Right, so, yeah, okay. so at the end of the headset, Neely's in the lead. Yeah. One nil nil. Well Savour it, Neil. Savour it. Soak it up. Up yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in the meantime, we're going to move swiftly on. We're going to move swiftly on to our next round, our next round, which is the Hidden Masterpiece. 
And as always, our hidden masterpiece has been brought by our special guest, Alex Sid. And uh, what is your hidden masterpiece? Um, it's a track uh, by Rick Cave, and it's so it's called a rather lovely thing. It's uh, from the soundtrack, and the soundtrack is from. Oh man, I'm sorry, I can't remember. It's from the uh, the OST of the Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford from 2007. Okay, so uh, it is the soundtrack. (laughs) No, no, it's not. It's the soundtrack from the assassination of Jesse James, and uh, it's uh, it's a track that uh, I have uh, I haven't listened to in a while. But uh, every now and then I go back to it and I listen to a few tracks of that album of that soundtrack, and I love the atmosphere. I like the texture of the instruments. I love the fact that it's uh, it's a Nick Cave song, but it. There's nothing, you know, it doesn't sound like him at all. I actually prefer this uh, type of music that he makes from anything else that he's uh, made before or after this. And, uh, yeah, Uh, what did you think? I thought it sounded a bit like what you do, Alex, to be honest. I thought it right down down your street. Yeah, for the listeners, for those listening, I've just dropped the mic, dropped the mic, psych. For the listeners, we can't... We can't play this, the, uh, the the composition, the uh, piece that Alex has brought because copyright restrictions and the likes. But you can find the link in the show notes. So if you want to engage with the conversation we're about to have, you can just check the show notes for that link, have a listen to it, and then jump right back in is what you can do. Who wants to go first on this? I always go last. Oh, I'll go first. I'll go first. Go on then, Neil. So I thought Proposition was a full-hearted masterpiece. This is even more of a masterpiece. I, I just thought it was incredible. Beautiful. Just, yeah, that's all I can say about it. Really, it was, it was incredible. It, yeah. um, I was getting a bit of my old field from it in places. Mm-hmm. It, um, which which I like. I love that violin bit at the end where it sort of tails off. It's like just just the use of instrumentation. Everything feels right. Yeah, I love this kind of music. This is some of my favourite style of music. It reminds me of a guy called Tristan Eckerson. He's a classical pianist. It reminds me of his words. It's I know beautiful. him. Yeah, you know of him, do you? Yes, I. I, I accidentally found him on Twitter and I've followed him since then like only a couple of years ago he's very good isn't he yeah yeah. yeah. I love this kind of music that paints a picture in different in everybody's head you know in in my head I've got uh, the, the picture the painting the picture the scene I'm getting in this is it's a rainy day outside somebody's being brought to the uh, to the chopping block you know the protagonist is being brought to the chopping block and everybody knows that he doesn't deserve to die you know it, there's, there's that build up Obviously, he gets hung, hanged. He gets hanged. Then there's that big, you know, it's like almost there's a, almost a riot over what's just happened. It's like a build up, and, a, and then it been, comes back down again. It's like the the riot's been disbanded by the police, and then I've got an image of some woman at home, probably a wife or mother or something, crying. And then it comes back up again. I can imagine her smashing up the house in 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 rage and anger. And then right at the end, like I say, it tails off, and it's like you can imagine her lying down in bed, just tears and calming down. And it, I, I can't explain it as it is in my head, but I, th- I think you get the idea. Mm. But yeah, yeah, oh, very I, lo- I, I love it, love right. it a lot. Okay, I've Great. got the facts and figures. So 
Nick Cave and Warren Ellis wrote this. Uh, the song is rather a lovely thing from the film. As I said, the assassination of Jesse James by the car Robert Ford. The film was nominated for two Oscars. Best Supporting Actor for Casey Affleck and Best Cinematography for the greatest living cinematographer, Roger Deakins. It received Best Original Score nomination for this thing called the Awards Circuit Community Awards. Okay. Yeah, that's, um, that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cave was born in... <laughs> are you ready for this? Warraknabeel. <laughs> Warraknabeel. South of London. Victoria, <laughs> Australia. <clears throat> he started his music career in a post-punk band called The Birthday Party. He's wrote screenplays for Tom Hardy's film Lawless and The Proposition. Uh, in 1990, he moved to Sao Paulo to escape the Gotham punk cults who claimed him as their idol. And in 2015, his son was tragically killed while on LSD. I think he was 15 years old. This is terrible story that is to go and talk about what you pair were talking about as a filmmaker the score is it's it's something at your disposal it paints your picture it can change your film and i'll go to john williams and jaws for that the 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 shark in jaws is in the film for 13 minutes but it's omnipresent because of john williams's score the same is said for this sort of thing you know it paints pictures for you i know this is from a western and this gives you that loneliness of wide open spaces that feel of, of staring out into the middle distance of nothing, of, of it just being you and, you know, the horizon and nothing else. And that sort of loneliness and forlorn feel. It's it's brilliant. It's not a masterpiece for me. And the reason it's not a masterpiece for me is because you pair need to go and listen to the Hell High Water soundtrack, which is also Nick Cave. And is he allowed to have more than one masterpiece, Warren, Wayne? Warren Ellis. No, because that is a different <clears throat> level. The Hell High Water soundtrack is fucking incredible. It's it, it really it pushes this to one side. That that film is is elevated because of the score. Well, in my ignorance, it's a masterpiece. Yes, fair enough. That, ma- they... that may be more of a masterpiece. So you can go and fuck off, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think being it's the fact the nature of it being on a on a on a film soundtrack, which not everybody would go out of the way to listen to. I think we can probably all agree it's hidden. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent is hidden. Yeah. I think it's a masterpiece. If it does to me what it does, and I, I like music to do, it's a masterpiece. So for me, it's a masterpiece. I'd second that. Well, with two votes to one, you you have a song in the Hidden Masterpiece Hall of Fame. Yes. Wow. That's an honour. It's that not is really. An honor. No. <laughs> 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 it might be one day. Who knows? <laughs> so there you go, yeah. In fact, you'd have had two, because I like the proposition as well. <laughs> Usually the, we'd move yeah. on to the uh, the next round, which would be the Forgotten Classic, but that, that's not going to happen now. So don't even bring it up. Just forget about it. We'll edit that out. It's like a part of me's died. So we're going to move on. You suggested scrapping it. I did, yeah. Um he wants to inflict pain on himself. Shadow <laughs> massacres. So, after all those shenanigans, that beautiful piece of music, we're going to move on Ooh, now. Okay, can, I, can, I, can I say the next round? We're going to move on to the next round. Which is... Before he did it, <laughs> like he surprised himself. <laughs> right, so last year, sometime, I was challenged with a genre, and the genre was because they thought they were being fucking funny. Synthwave, because anybody who knows me knows I don't like synth. I'm not a fan of synth. No, I'm not a fan of 80s synth. I'm okay with synth today. You know, with all the different uh, sound samples that we've got on the synth today. It was just for me, again, and I've said it time and time again, 80 synth was first generation, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't complete. 
and there was no need to use it yet but they did anyway however occasionally somebody will come up with something it'll surprise me and i've bought some synthwave i bought leopold Do you remember leopold they'll be joining us this year i love their music it's got 80s vibes it's very synthwave-ish and i love it a lot this music this is by cyber monday what i bought it's uh electric by cyber monday i like this a lot i like uh, to be fair uh, i've known cyber monday since i was what five years old we go back a long time and he's, he was always a bit of a musical genius and he always followed that synth vibe even at oh you've known cyber monday personally yes not, not that you've been familiar with the band not the band no as, as a person i've known oh, him for a long okay. time and he was always a musical genius at school he, you know better than everybody else and apart from simon no he was better than simon simon was just uh, more show-offy we went to the same school <laughs> But, um, yeah, Cyber Monday had a natural talent. He, he was able to, he just, he could hear something, he could play it, or, you know, he, he could create. Simon couldn't create. Anyway, let's not, let's, let's not, ba let's not battle old friends against each other. But, yes, he had a natural talent, and I think it comes through in this.
yeah, so this is electric, as I was saying. Oh, I forgot what I was saying. But anyway, I'll just carry on. You, you piece it together, Wayne. It's your problem, not mine. Um, but this song by Cyber Monday, this specific song, I think it's an absolute belter. The thing with Synthwave is, 80s synth pop. It was never meant to be something that paints a massive picture, a massive story. It is what it is. It's EDM, it's dance music. I've got your it, beat on that. It's, um, some, some of it maybe. Yeah, I've got your beat on that. Whatever. And um, it's it's electronic dance music. It's weird actually because Synthwave, although it's classed as EDM, electronic dance music, it can't actually dance to a lot of it. It can sway. It can sway. This though I loved. It was so hooky. It was so catchy. I, um, I could dance to Synthwave it. is basically getting your keyboard and sticking it in the biggest tunnel <laughs> and as much echo and reverb as possible. And I, like, I do like this a lot. I think it's, I think it's well, her voice... Oh, what's an I need to know a name. Cyber Monday is not is Nightwave. Nothing. Nightwave's the album. Nightwave's the album. Um, yeah, it doesn't actually say. I'm not sure who the accompanying singer is, but she's got a beautiful voice, loads of echo on her voice as you do. But yeah, I like this a lot. I like it a heck of a lot. Actually, is it Ciota? Ciota. The whole album is is really good, but this band. one stood out the most for me. S I O T A. The bass. Oh my god, this is where it steps away from just being 80 synth, that b- underlying bass line that drops in. It's propeller, isn't it? The propeller bass. Yeah, it gives you, it gave me bass face straight straight away. You know, bass face is weighing. It's that face you pull when someone next to you has just farted and you only just 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 catch wind of it. And, it, and the thing is, it's, it's, it's dirty bass, but it's not too dirty like dubstep. Some dubstep is so dirty, you, 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 you're like, whoa, that's... Oh, this was just a bit grubby, you know. So a lot of dubstep needs to go and have a good bath. This, this, its mother could walk over to it with a with a handkerchief and just lick it and wipe its face. It's grubby, just the right amount of dirt on this. And yeah, I loved it. I loved it a lot. It's good. Wayne, uh, let me go last. Neil, I I liked it a lot. It, um, <clears throat> uh, I mean, to be honest, a lot of synthwave does this, but particularly that propeller bass sound you mentioned put me in mind of one of my favourite film soundtracks, which is the soundtrack to the movie Drive. Yeah. Which is pretty much pure synthwave all the way yeah. through, but it's I love that soundtrack, and it's got that it's that propeller bass thing. It's it's really <coughs> intense toward particularly towards the end of the track when everything else cuts back and it's... Yeah. The thing is, you can... Like I said, with dubstep, they take that an extra step and it starts to sound like a transformer farting. The start of it, I was getting a bit... But this didn't. I was getting a bit of one of my other favourite film soundtracks, which is Blade Runner. That's where I was going to be. A little bit of Vangelis. That's where I was going to be. Is it Vangelis or Vangelis? Yes, yeah. Because you said that synth... You're saying that synth can't tell a story. Go and watch Blade Runner. Synth tells the story, and it's Van Gelis who does it. My my argument with you is always going to be this argument: the the synth you hate isn't the synth that you're thinking. It's anything after 1986, yeah. when 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 Casio and all these people decided that they could make a fucking fortune and they released it into the world. Before that, you needed thousands of pounds. So you get people like Human League, and you get. Um, don't or, like human league. Orchestral manoeuvres in the dark and people like that who were the pioneers. Like Kraftwerk, these are these people are the pioneers and John Michel's Eurasia. Vangelis. All those people were the pioneers. Your and that's, to a lesser degree, yeah, there's elements in Absolutely. There. And yeah. that's where synth is at its best, and then it was bastardised. But I don't know, I don't think so. 
It wasn't ready. It was even with Human League. It, it was. wasn't ready. It was. Whereas since today, it's 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 been polished. It's better now. We don't need to go back to the 80s. Stop doing it. I... We've got better sounds now. There's a reason why you can buy a Moog synthesizer for five thousand pound. Because some twat's gonna go no. and buy it. That's why. Because it's at the top of its game now, and it's forty years old. The reason you can buy a Casio keyboard for twenty quid is because it's a cheaper sound. Yeah. That's the difference. But this one sound with this song, it's got those vibes of the eighties, but the sounds are better. It's polished, it's much better polished than the eighties sounds this is. Right, I like this a lot. Let's just go with Alex. What did you think, Alex? Um where uh, I like the song. Uh, it brought me images of uh, a smoke machine and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had another one, which was, uh, was really amazing. So when somebody s- jumps in the air in slow motion and does a split, uh, you know, like yeah. a, a split the leg, you know, how do you call it? I don't know. Spagato. The split. Uh, split. Split, yeah. Splits. In the air. In the air. And lots of hairspray. And, uh, <laughs> you can but, almost and, imagine uh, it'd be like an exercise uh, DVD. <laughs> yeah, Some, that's somebody right. doing with, like eighties exercises, yeah. <laughs> dressed and, in a silver uh, shell suit. Yes, yeah, and uh, but I I loved it. I mean, uh, it's uh, okay. I I live in Greece, so uh, the eighties you can still hear them around. I don't know why. Uh, if you, sometimes you open the radio, <laughs> it's like you, some people people play the eighties a lot, and uh, so yeah. So my my fit. I'll say something about the eighties in Greece. One day I walk uh, I walk in um, in a organic uh, fruit shop, and what was playing on the radio was Poison by Alice Cooper. Fucking it's Poison, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <coughs> it's. Uh, there's something in here on the on the radio, but anyway, nothing to do with that's, it. That's that's uh, not so. exclusive to Greece, mate. That's played in Britain all the time. Yeah. Is, uh, is it? <laughs> yeah, that is a yeah. that is a good tune, Alex. <laughs> that is a good tune. I, yeah, could I that be a forgotten say. classic? No, no, doesn't be forgotten. No, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I loved I loved the the feel. I mean, I was listening to it now, and uh, I thought uh, nice vibe. It it uh, it gave me a nice uh, relaxed. Uh, Evening vibe, very eighties, but yes, good. Right, I've got a few, a few little bits of uh, stuff on synthwave. So synthwave is a genre of electronic music and an internet phenomena influenced by nineteen eighties film soundtracks and video games. Developed for ver- uh, from various niche, uh, niche, sorry, developed from various niche communities. The genre was completely designed to be nostalgic to the eighties. Remember Electric Dreams? Yeah, the film? George yeah. Emerald. Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. Artists still nice. pioneers of this are Neil's favourite, as he said, the Drive soundtrack, Kavinsky. This, uh, this guy is very good, called Com Trues. I really like him. Carpenter Brute. They're sort of three of the main ones. I was listening all last year uh, when they released it. I was listening to Bat for Lashes' new album, which is called Lost Girls, and that is a complete 80s synthwave trip, and it's fucking brilliant. So, by proxy, I fucking love this. I think this. I think the genre is incredible. I think this song is especially incredible. That propeller bass is, is fucking is fantastic. And I'm gonna check more of this uh, this guy out. Your friend uh, Cyber Monday. Yeah, it's easily Cyber as Monday. good as anything I've heard. Do we get him on the show? Synthwave. I've asked him, but he's a very busy character. Yes, yeah, so Cyber Monday, if you'd like to come on the show sometime, that'd be brilliant. You would uh, welcome you with open arms. To, to go back to the challenge, I think you smashed this one, Rich. Mm, I a, think so. Yeah, it's yeah, a cracking example of synthwave. We have, we have to decide who, who goes next, don't we? 
Who's, 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 who's turn is it to go? I can't remember. Well, just choose. It's obviously um, not you. It's obviously not me. Not, you want to go, Neil, or shall I go? Should we just go clockwise or anti-clockwise? I don't know. Neil, Neil can go next. Neil can go next. <coughs> so okay, we'll where's Alex. the Bible? Well, let's ask, ask Alex first before we go. Before we go for one. Ask uh, to, to pick one of you. Uh, have you got um, no? Have you got a genre in mind? An obscure genre that I can go and research for the next show. Um, let me think. Or we can use the Bible. We've got a Bible full of genres. We can pick we one are. from there if you want. If you haven't got one to mind, just uh, just shout out a random letter of the alphabet, and we'll uh... take it out of the Bible. I will. I will think about it and give you one. Okay. <laughs> think about it. We'll 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 come back to you. Thank just you. give us a letter. Give us a letter, Alex. Give us a letter. Any letter from A to Z. Oh wow. Uh, w. W. They're gonna find the damn thing. <laughs> okay. W. Okay. okay. Uh, ha- we're gonna, um, Pick one between one and twenty. Number from one to twenty. Twelve. So what is the twelfth W in the Bible? The twelfth W in the Bible is wizard rock music. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds brilliant. That sounds Neil. <laughs> so next. I didn't know it existed as a genre, but I just—I think we just need to clarify: is that rock music performed by wizards, or is Dumbledore. it, or, or, or is it exclusive to the band yeah, Wizards? If you don't bring Dumbledore doing Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm going to be very angry. Or, or is it rock music by Roy Wood? <laughs> So on the next episode, Neil will be bringing a, a, an example of the genre, wizard rock music. Who knew it existed? It was for it was for wooden wizard, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we uh, we uh, we move on to the last section. Then. The last section of the show, the last section of the show, which is our artist spotlight. So yes, this is that artist spotlight. to spotlight and as always we have our special guest with us uh, our special guest this week is alex sid yeah thank you for joining us alex it's been an absolute pleasure having you on thank you for inviting me it's great to be here with you cool and as our list, regular listeners will know, Alex was chosen by me as uh, one of the artists that brought my favourite submissions of last year, Spinner. I absolutely love that song, so it's on my playlist and I'll play it pretty much every week at oh, some nice. point. I'd yeah. say one of mine Thank as you. well. I love it, yeah. Have all the submissions so yes, year. Alex, um, for the listeners who don't know anything about you, who is Alex Sid? What are you all about? What's your story? I am a composer for film and uh, sound designer for film and uh, uh, visuals, basically uh, sound designer. And uh, I play guitars, I sing, I uh, play mandola, some uh, Greek uh, instruments like a baglama and bouzouki and uh, this kind of stuff. I, I like string, I love stringed instruments and I like to experiment with uh, uh, sounds like that uh, these little instruments make, like uh, using uh, bows on guitars and uh, things charangos and all that kind of stuff that's what i do you know the, the image on the the tracks that you've been sending over 
I'm guessing yeah. that's going to be the album cover. Is that the album cover? That is, yes. So I'm preparing this the album, which is called Home. It's got ten tracks. This uh, this picture it was uh, taken in Peru. I was traveling for six months in Peru and uh, backpacking, and uh, that's where that's where this photograph is. It's a great picture. Um, you've got um, a guitar. You've got a guitar with you. And you've got something little in your hand. What is the little instrument in your hand? That's the little baglama. So oh, is that B A G B A G L A M A and uh, it's uh, you can hear this instrument in spinner it's um, it uh, carries the the groove and uh, in the middle there's a break and it goes like and it starts again you know i know what you mean i've never heard i've never heard of that instrument before but it's it just sounds really good in the song so um you say you do films and soundtracks and the likes is it, would yeah. would you have done anything that we might know? No. I mean, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's what. Uh, uh, <laughs> you assume our tastes are very mainstream. No, I take it back. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> no, no. It's, uh, yeah. What should I say now that it doesn't sound crazy? Um, <laughs> I've only started making the stuff. Uh, uh, more regularly, I've just uh, I've just composed this uh, music for a Greek series over here and a film with uh, Max von Sydow, this uh, uh, old uh, uh, great actor. Yeah, we know who Max uh, von Sydow is the Exorcist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. So so I've done these two, and I've in the past I've recorded the, uh, I've written music for a, a documentary called uh, The New Plastic Road. Which again f- featured the uh, charango uh, and guitars and uh, uh, the, the instruments that I play. I love soundtracks. I love I love making music for film. I, uh, that's why I picked that uh, masterpiece uh, before. Uh, I love the the journey that uh, film music uh, gives to the listener and, and uh, to the to me while I while I play while I make this music. It's just a a very deep uh, personal kind of journey that you go on to and then hopefully it translates to the picture accordingly the songs obviously in the in the new album that you've got coming out and you've got, you've got yeah. the likes of spinner on there are they influenced by any motion pictures or is it just your own experiences no. or personal experiences that have driven this album uh, the the album is talking about uh, uh, my personal uh, journey okay i used to live in london for i lived there for 10 years and i worked in the film business uh, in the film business film industry at some point i had to i had to leave what i was doing there to just uh, f- follow on and do music do more music because uh, i was just doing sound design and locked in a studio for days and days and nights and i i had the 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 desire to leave to go to Latin America and travel for for as long as I could travel uh, with a backpack and uh, a guitar and uh, just uh, escape this thing that was uh, the rat race in London the you know working twelve or fifteen or more hours a day or having 
one day off a, a month and so i had to get out i you know i took a plane and i went to uh, the honduras and then to peru and then to bolivia and ecuador and in the jungle and volunteered in a in a save the jungle kind of uh, uh, ngo and went deep in the jungle and stayed the you know nights and uh, it was it was an amazing experience and this whole album is talking about the journey for that started before leaving London and going and then going to Peru and doing all this, uh, I don't know, following the dream really, which is not uh, really the dream that you follow to go to fame or whatever, make money or whatever, but it was just a, 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 f- a call to freedom, Ma, probably. That's and the find best yourself. Way to put it. Yeah, find yourself and, uh, you know, because when you're, when you're lo- locked in a j- job kind of cycle, you think that you can't leave this because if you do, then everything collapses. But actually, it doesn't collapse. What where you leave is just you're left with what you have. And uh, this was uh, this is this is what the whole album talks about: leaving the city, leaving this thing that uh, just keeps you from doing what you really want to do. Um, yeah, I think maybe. 15 years so Spinner ago, talks it's, about it's, it's, it's something I should I should have done, but now I've got this this uh, this thing hanging over me called responsibilities. Unfortunately, so I can't do. It. <laughs> I wish I had done it, but I think it's uh, wife and kids and everything. So yeah, maybe I can do it with them sometime. You know, just up and bugger off somewhere. Be nice. But it's, it's, yeah, this, it's uh, easier when you don't have any kids or responsibilities or mortgages or stuff. You just you can just say I quit and I go. It's just it's easier. <laughs> yeah, I can Sounds imagine. Incredibly liberating and, and freeing, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the song so Spina- that you, Well, hold on. What's the song you're bringing today? Because you haven't listened to it. You haven't listened to it? No. It's a, it's a song. Uh, it's called All My Possessions. And okay. Do you, do you want to play no, this one? Or do you want we'll, other songs? We'll have, a, we'll have a listen to it now. We'll have a listen to it now. Yeah, okay. Um, you know a song's a good song when you listen to it for the first time and like it. It's uh, it's got the same kind of feeling as Spinner. It's quite a uh, it's got an epic feel to it. I don't know if you listened to the episode that we had Koshin on where I brought Spinner. I like it, and you're probably gonna think what? And everybody else thought it at the time when I said it. But the way you make music and the way you layer things and the way you produce reminds me a lot of some of the epic songs that Michael Jackson did. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely beautiful, but subtle. Not overuse vibrato in your voice, and I really like it. You might you might miss it, but it was definitely there. It's really nice. Yeah, did you like this, Neil? I liked it a lot. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I could see where you go and where you say about uh, the the kind of similarities of um, uh, of Spinner, but it's you know it's it, it's it doesn't sound like like Spinner, but there's elements in there. Yeah, I like the I like the the mood and the lyrics behind it. I like the you know the kind of you mentioned the, the sad line about leaving all your possessions, leave your computer to screens it like it yeah. shouldn't fit but it's like that's the message and it works i love it yeah. 
you know, it's like, uh, yeah, that's what it's all about. And I, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of guessing the, the the whole sort of process behind that song probably came out of some of your experience in Peru. You know, kind of where you didn't have access to those things. Yeah, but this the, this song, uh, I was actually the this the lyrics were uh, written with uh, old friend Tom Astley that uh, lives in in uh, Newcastle. Is he related um, to Rick? No, I think you've oh. asked me before. <laughs> <laughs> Returning the crap jokes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, Actually, this song was written a couple of years ago, but uh, it's uh, it's uh, it takes some time for your life experiences to come. Well, for me, for me, it's taken a lot of time for them to come out in the songs. So, th- so yeah, it's an old feeling, but a new song. And um, like, like Nick Cave, your music paints a picture. I like it. it paints what's a the mo- picture? Yeah, paints a p- the, the picture in this one. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I've listened to it once. You put me right on the spot there, Alex. Um, Somebody <laughs> trying to get away from yeah, it. Someone, everything mundane that controls their life. Someone trying to get away from the city. Yeah. Trying to get away from the, the computer and the hustle and bustle and somewhere yeah. in the Wild West. <laughs> I wasn't getting Wild West from this. It was a lot I think I'm definitely getting Wild West from the, the other two songs of yours I've heard, but, but but this this was very much this sounded a bit more poppy. A little a bit, bit yeah. a little bit more mainstream. It reminded me, especially the like the, the first half of the song. It reminded me of the Eddie Vedder soundtrack, which is, you know, right in your wheelhouse. The Eddie Vedder soundtrack to Into the Wild. I don't know if you've ever Oh heard. nice. I, it, I love the film. Yeah, the, the the way you're conveying the lyrics and the way you're singing them, it, it put me right in mind of how Eddie Vedder sings on that soundtrack, which is all about escapism and leaving everything behind. So, yeah, it puts me in mind of that. Excellent. So, what have you got coming? What have you got coming up for the rest of this year? The rest of this year, there's not much left of it. So, what have you got coming up this year, Alex? Well, this year, the rest of the album will come. Uh, will be released. I am. Um, at the moment, I'm finishing a couple of songs, and then it's the mastering, which is the process has already started. And I'm hoping that in next month, in February, it will be released. Do you do the uh, mixing and the mastering yourself? I don't do no. I just do. I put them. I put the songs down myself. Uh, so I record all the instruments. Uh, mostly, I, I play the instruments myself, but uh, sometimes I, I have friends that come and join me, or or you know other musicians. Um, I do. Uh, I put them down, and I, I mix. I do a mix. I do a rough mix that is probably more than a rough rough mix. Then I just give it to somebody that has a studio and and mixes, and then somebody else masters, or sometimes it's the same person, just so that I don't have to obsess on the details so mm-hmm. much. I can just listen and say, turn this up, turn this down. Yes, no, yeah, I can just be that third person if that is possible, but I don't have to do everything myself. Otherwise, I think uh, sometimes I might lose perspective, you know, if I've yeah. recorded, performed, and then mix and master, I think I would probably lose it. And I think being the artist yeah. as well, you've got that, that thing where it's, you don't know what, you don't know when to take the... Yeah, you're too the, close to it, yeah. You don't know when to take the, the, the brush off the canvas and you can overwork it sometimes. So I think, yeah, you probably sometimes best to just stand back and not obsess with the details. Yeah, absolutely. Your, your sound, I find personally, is very is very unique. It's very distinctive. It's it's not something that I often hear. Who would you say, That's or nice. what would you say, influences your sound? It's a hard thing to. to what could I, I think. I so think soundtracks. We're, we're all we're all influenced by the music we listen to, obviously. 
I'm obviously, thinking, obviously. You know, it's like what what music's brought you to the place and the sound that you've got. Okay, well, uh, I have to go. You know, back. Uh, so I I did start with heavy metal. Really. Uh, when I was, you know, when I was a teenager, uh, and then I quickly went into Pink Floyd and uh, Dead Can Dance and. Uh, Sound, soundtracks, soundtrack music. There, of course, Led Zeppelin, The Queen, of course. You know, good. Uh, all the all the nice big bands. Uh, that I, I, I listened to Pearl Jam, of course, back then. But then, what happened is, I had a phase that I went to do electronic experimental kind of like uh, processing with plugins, uh, obsessing on or creating new sounds by just uh, fucking around with one piano or chord and then creating a whole song out of you know like different sounds so and listen to some electronic music back then and ambient i love ambient music uh like uh, brian eno uh the music for airports is uh, is still in my mind always like uh, i can still remember i've listened to it thousands of times in the past it's weird you should say that we had a guy called uh Bornstein, what was his first name? Bornstein, his first name is Alexander. Alexander Bornstein. He d- he does uh, work for Netflix and he does movies and stuff. And uh, he was saying how he despised the airports thing because of uh, <laughs> because of what what it did for for music and how it became just a, a background thing that wasn't taken seriously. <laughs> it does, it's okay. Yeah, no, I liked it because, it, well, I wasn't into ambient at all. Then I listened to it first time. It was the, my first touch with this kind of music. And it uh, it was really something like a, a discovery for me. I was probably 21, 20, and it was on sale in HMV back then. Wow, remember that? <laughs> and I just, I, I said, oh, what is this? Oh, yeah, Brian, you know, sounds like somebody that, uh, you know, I heard the name before. Sounds, sounds like somebody I should listen to. So I bought it and then I was, I was, uh, I was shocked. I was, I, I got hooked on and I was, I would, you know, I spent my university years probably listening to a lot of that while writing and studying and all that. So after, after that phase with the electronic music, I stopped listening to music because I worked in a film uh, sound studio working from... You know, morning to night. At the end of the day, you don't want to listen to anything. You just want to go to bed. You just want to go uh, have dinner and not hear anything. Even so, even television or anything. You just just want to chill. So that was seven years or, or five, five, six years, maybe. So all these years, I was listening to a lot of soundtrack stuff and a lot of things that were on the programs that I worked on and. Uh, and then one day we just uh, with Tom we uh, we started jamming and uh, so he brought me into the folk music of uh, you know England and uh, so he had uh, he was playing bass and uh, guitar and also mandolin so we we got into that uh, sound or the acoustic the acoustic sound of harmonies and nice stringed like combinations and started playing open mics uh, just acoustic and so we wrote some songs back then and that was that was that put me in touch with all that what is it folk basically folk folk music that's really the journey and then i got into this sound which i completely accidentally discovered a wonderful uh, surprise uh, well, coincidence that i just i had to start putting the songs down that i had in my mind and we had written some some of them were written with tom some uh, and a lot of ideas came up as I was trying to make new things. I had the the Baglama, the Charango, the guitars, 
percussions that are just uh, maybe the table or a cajon, which is a Spanish percussion instrument. I started putting these sounds into the music production that I was, you know, trying to to do, and I loved the I loved the baglama. It was such a, such a different sound. It sounds like banjo, but it's just very Greek. And me coming to go back to Greece after fourteen years in the UK, and then. Latin America, I just had to reconnect with this culture. So, so I said, yeah, Baglama is a great way to connect with the with the Greek thing. Yeah, so this thing was came up, came out. So that's my that's my journey, really. Cool. So, um, <clears throat> have you got any gigs planned for the rest of the year, or uh, after the release of the album, are you going to take it and try and push it around the world, or what's what's the next step? The next step is to to start rehearsing and uh, to put a band together. I've also released a couple of Greek songs the last uh, couple of months as part of a, a, a TV series. It's it's the two projects. There's two projects now. It's the Greek uh, project and the, that project, which is Home. That uh, you know that the the album that's coming out. So if I concentrate on the English side of uh, of the project, um, I'm putting a band together. We're hoping to start gigging here and maybe come over to the UK in the summer for a festival that uh, we've been invited to. I don't want to say where yet. <laughs> we definitely, uh, I mean, we, yeah, we have, we're hoping to, to move this forward in the best, I don't know, best way that we can. Excellent. Awesome. That's, that's great. Well, let's just let us know what festival it is if you do decide to go so as we can, we can try and get on the bill as well. <laughs> as it were. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, the, I think that just uh, that just about covers it, Wayne, doesn't it? Yeah, not we've, Wayne we've, and Neil. Have you got anything you want to add, Neil? No. No. Um, socials, Alex. If people want to get hold, if they want to listen to your work, they want to listen to your music, or if they want to follow you and stalk you on social media, where can they do that? It's uh, on uh, on Spotify. It's Alex Sid. On uh, Facebook, it's uh, Alex Sid. S I D, not uh, S Y D, which Wayne thought it was. Oh no, no, it's S I D, which Alex is uh, Sid, yeah. And you, yeah. you, there's not many in the world, so it's easy to find. Yeah, yeah. it's me and another some guy from <coughs> Russia, but it's not that. Not the Russian guy, no. <laughs> no. Cool. No. Uh, so social media, yeah, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Alexid Band, it's on Twitter and uh, and uh, fa- I think on Facebook as well. So uh, what happens next? Um, obviously, Neil is leading the head-to-head. Whoa, whoa! First, first time. No more gory for me, Vicar. Um, who's the guest on the next show, Rich? The guest on the next show is. He's only doing this because he doesn't. Know. I don't know. <laughs> Leopold. <laughs> Leopold is on the next show. So Leopold. <coughs> Yeah, we mentioned bring, earlier the uh, yes. synth, synthwave band. He shall bring his hidden masterpiece, and obviously he's the artist spotlight. We will be bringing for the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode. Go wizard, wizard rock, rock. <laughs> wizard rock music. This is going to be incredible. Um, as always, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram, but I don't think we do. You can traffic. find me on the toilet at some times of the day. I might be in my bed sometimes. You can find me all over the place. Please give us a like and subscribe and go back, listen to the songs that we played today. You know, um, Go and listen to Minutes to Midnight, go and listen to King Gang, go and listen to Parts Per Million. These guys are all great. Have a listen to Nick Cave. Mm-hmm. And most of all, go and check out what you can find on Spotify of Alex Sid. If you like his work, I'm sure you're on Apple Music, aren't you, uh, Alex? Yes, I am. Yeah, if you like his work, go and buy it. Exactly. Support 
our indie artists support them. Uh, so that's Thank the you, Richie. Yes, so, uh, we play a song now. Yes, we're going to play uh, Alex's new song. We've we've already listened to it, but you're going to hear it now at the end. Um, all that's really left to say is, I've been Wayne. I've been Richie. Neil! And he's been... Alex Sid. Thank you for listening. Alex Sid! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>
Housing market. I'm with Redfin and I'm here to help. I need to sell my house. Great. Redfin charges a 1% listing fee when you buy and sell with us, which is more than half off the usual fee and saves you an average of $8,400. Oh, wow. Is that all? Uh, yep. I'm kidding. You had me at 1%. Want to win? Sell with Redfin. It's real estate done right. Bidding war at the offer's counter in five minutes. Average savings is Redfin refund plus 1% listing fee. Subject to minimums. Not available in all areas. Learn more at redfin.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.